welcome to the Cool Time Dice Hour, which is actually 90 minutes! Inspired by fun shows like Critical Role and Dimension 20, this is our very own live play role-playing game slash comedy show at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater! And today we're here for an episode of the Spindle Spire Mysteries based on the awesome RPG game, The Murder Mavens of Brindlewood Bay. But what are the Spindle Spire Mysteries? Why, I'm so glad you asked. The Spindle Spire Mysteries is a reboot of a popular primetime TV show from the 1980s. Think Murder, She Wrote, Matlock, The Golden Girls. This show was right up there in the beloved ratings realms of mystery solving. This reboot is just like the original. It stars a group of mystery-loving retired folk who meet each week for a lively discussion, sometimes on the latest gold crown mystery novel or to discuss an old true crime case or to play along with a mail-order crime-solving game. The the Mavens also tend to solve real-life mysteries and murders in their town of Spindlespire Cove, and their knowledge, experience, and uh, murder-solving techniques are much sought after by Sheriff Dalrymple and his ever-rotating deputies. And so now, the cold open. Pierre Aubertin stands and commands the attention of the room. He is a graceful, elegant man, and one of the proprietors of Oberton's Antiques, where the murder mavens of Spindlespire Cove find themselves at a silent auction. And now, gentle friends, if you have patience for only one more teeny-weeny moment, we will bring for you the item with which you have all been surely waiting on the tinterhooks, the Elder Wing Moth. Yes, yes, your gasps are entirely appropriate. For one of you will surely become the new owner of this mysterious and storied object. And now, my beloved sister, Pauline Oberten, will present this item. I give you, uh, without further ado, Pauline, (laughs) the Elder Wing Moth. (laughs) Pauline! Pauline, it is the time. Please bring the elder wing moth. The people are getting crazy. And suddenly, he seems to panic as neither Pauline Oberton or the elder wing moth appear. Who does appear? A nervous young woman. This is Lee Landsberg, Pauline and Pierre's assistant. I found out why she isn't here, sir. She's dead. What? Again? And everyone coles- collectively gasps as Pierre cries out, Seals the doors at once! No one will leave until the authorities arrive! Call Sheriff Dalrymple! This is now a crime scene! And now the theme song plays. <clears throat> Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman killed the paper boy in a 10-day murder spree. Everywhere you look, Everywhere there's a face of someone trying to kill you. Everywhere you look, everywhere there's a place, a body to stumble onto. When you're lost out there and you're all alone, the murder mavens of Spindlespire Cove will carry you home in a body bag everywhere you look. And now we're into the episode. 
the Murder Mavens of Brindlewood Bay. We are going to meet our cast for this evening. Uh, please, starting right here, introduce yourself and your maven and tell us just a little bit about them. Uh, my name is Dorian Lenz and I will be portraying once again Pearl Drummond. Uh, who loves, uh, she's very hippy-dippy, and uh, her special move is the Angus McGuire, where she can take three items, whip them together, and solve a problem. It's the Angus McGuire? The Angus McGuire, which is like mm. the Angus McGuire, but not a baseball player. Excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm David Westlake, and I play Regis Eversby. Uh, you know, I just am super casual, laid back. Yeah. I wear jean shorts in the winter, and in the summer, I wear khaki shorts. So, you know, I just, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, painting is my hobby. Uh, I'm playing, my name is Robert. I'm playing May Seas. Uh, she is a yachter and her, uh, as in one who yachts. And uh, her move is the Jonathan Hurt, uh, which apparently allows me to add one to my presence. Yeah. Hello, my name is Trisha Mueller, and I will be playing Enid Wilder. Uh, she is a widow who loves to dress in the Martha's Vineyard style. Um, she likes to scrapbook, well, she mentioned to her children that she might try scrapbooking, and now every time they give her a gift, it is a scrapbooking item. So she scrapbooks in her in her part time, you know. Excellent. Uh, so our next step is for each maven to gift a fellow maven a cozy item, a small something that, knowing what what we know about their character, they might carry on their person on a day-to-day -day basis. They might bring with them to a special occasion that might come in handy while solving a mystery. So Dorian, why don't you start by giving one of your fellow mavens a cozy item? Well, uh, I was at the I was at the gift shop just the other day, Enid, and I I I found this uh, fourteen-point cardstock paper for your scrapbooking. I I didn't know that I didn't know you were really not interested in it. I thought you loved scrapbooking, so here you are. It's also pink, and the edges are all ruffled like it was handmade. Clearly it was not. Okay, well thank you so much. I appreciate uh, the thought. Cool. Now Enid gets to give one of her fellow mavens a gift. Okay, um, let's see. I also have a cat. Uh, her name's Jolene, so I've got to add that. My power is gored in some way. I can call my cat to do simple commands. <laughs> you said you were painting? My, yep, painting. Okay, well then I'm gonna give Regis, um, I found this um, some coal that he can sketch with some charcoal. Um, I think that, you know, I put it in a little baggie so it doesn't make a mess, but I think he could really find something to do with that. Awesome, thanks. I, I'm trying all forms of art, so this is wonderful. Thank you. You're so welcome. Yes. Uh, and then Macy's, uh, I know, I remember that you like uh, yacht, being on a yacht. So uh, while I don't know anything about ships, uh, with my car, I have the, you know, the uh, Hulu girl who guys moves as car moves. So I got one for you for your yacht. Um, I figured that it could uh, be used for, uh, since it's small, it can be used for tight situations. Excellent. Wow, thank you, it's wonderful. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> now May gets to give Pearl a gift. Uh, Pearl, dear, I was out at a wonderful cocktail party uh, on a yacht. And uh, 
the number of men who were trying to light cigarettes for me was uncanny. Uh, so I simply asked if I could borrow one of their lighters, and to you I present this Zippo lighter. Oh, a beautiful Zippo. With a floral pattern. I love it. I will cherish it in my purse. Thank you. Excellent. Now uh, that each one of you has one of those gifts, if you use your cozy item during the course of tonight's mystery, you will get a bonus roll. Not a bonus on your roll, but an entire bonus roll. So it behooves you to uh, use that cozy item so you can stock that bonus roll. All right. Now, if you are a fan of uh, shows from the 80s in particular, like Murder, She Wrote uh, or Magnum P.I., there's always a moment at the beginning before the episode officially begins where we see exciting moments from what's to come. So now your job, Mavens, is to each throw forward and paint for us an exciting moment that is going to happen to you during tonight's episode, the Forever Silent Auction. Uh, uh, Pearl steps into a doorway and screams, you, put both of those puppies down. <laughs> put both of those puppies down? Okay. Enid, Enid quickly takes out a pair of scissors and cuts up some cardstock to make a weapon. <laughs> it's like a, a star, very pointy. Excellent. That You're sort of getting a two-for-one there. Uh, after talking to uh, a mysterious stranger, because we don't know, uh, the camera's not showing who Regis is talking to, uh, Regis says, well, uh, I must be an existential penny because I can't make heads or tails of this. <laughs> <laughs> Existential penny. Okay, perfect. At one point, we see May with a knife to her throat, and she thinks, oh, what full play is this? <laughs> okay, excellent. Uh, so, each one of you who includes your throw forward actually in tonight's episode will also get a bonus roll. So you can get up to two bonus rolls. So if you really biff it, you can save the day and have a better roll. All right. Here we are, the forever silent auction. The Mavens are visiting a silent auction at the Obertons Antiques, a place of common rarities and odd finds alike. It is owned and run by the eccentric twins, Pierre and Pauline Albertin, who share an above apartment right above the store. The auction involves items from the estate of the late Captain Solomon Heimwinkle, a Spindlespire Cove native who spends his last years as a recluse. All proceeds from this auction will be donated to the Spindlespire Cove Whaley Museum and Educators Center as decreed by the captain's will. Now, all of you are here tonight uh, to come to this silent auction, which is like the talk of the town right now, but particularly because Enid loves Oberton Antiques. Uh, their auction house it, uh, often has 80s designer wear, which is a personal favorite of yours. You are looking forward to seeing not only the nautical items that are happening and the uh, auction tonight, but what piece of 80s fashion uh, that's also on bid, brought you in this evening. Oh, um, well, <laughs> 80s fashion. Let's see, I would say that it would be um, a very structured blazer that perhaps was worn by 
Mm, um. Oh no, Andy McDowell. Oh yes, of course. She she loved a shoulder pad. Yes. Yeah. I love her. one of the greats. So each of you is here uh, because you are just excited to bid, and you're here with Enid. So if you can, what piece of uh, nautical uh, finement or nostalgia would you like to walk out of here with, May? Uh. May is hoping for an antique compass that looks similar, but not exactly like the one from Pirates of the Caribbean. Excellent. And Regis. Uh, Regis would like the uh, a steering wheel from the set of a Jaws equivalent movie uh, in Swindlespire uh, because he's just a fan of sharks, I suppose. Excellent. The pearls are going to be bidding on a Gina Davis dress from that Cutthroat movie that she was in. I love that film. I know it's not good, but I love Cutthroat with Gina Davis. All right. So as you enter, you are greeted by the twins, Pierre and Pauline Oberton. Oh, hello, my darling Enid. It is so good to see you this evening. I am so happy you are here for the auction. Ah, oh, so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me and, and, you know, letting my friends come along. Oh, yes, you have invited your friends. I am so happy to see them. Uh, we hope that you will be bidding. Tonight is going to be a very special night. Well, we'll see. Oh, yes, we have many surprises in store for everybody at tonight's auction. <laughs> and they giggle and they scamper away as you are approached by Lee, uh, who gives each one of you a paddle. This is it's a silent auction, so the paddles are largely ceremonial. Uh, the twins just like that everybody has a paddle. The back of the paddle is actually the silent auction form. So if you want to bid on anything, all you really do is write your item next, write your bid next to that item, and then write that also on your... Look, it's, I'm trying to streamline the system, but for now, you got to write it on your paddle and next to the item that you want to bid on. It really seems like a few extra steps unnecessary. <laughs> well... You ain't just whistling Dixie there, sweetheart, because uh, some of the most special items aren't even out here on display yet. The twins aren't going to bring them out. They're going to present them like it's an auction auction, but it's a silent auction. So that's confusing. It really is. is. <laughs> well, I've got other people I've got to give paddles to. All right. So you guys sort of mill around the room. You go to look at uh, different items. You want to bid on things. You're taking your uh, your time. You're looking around. And uh, Regis spots a, a, a familiar face. It's George Miller, a local fisherman. Hey, Georgie! Oh, Regis. Regis, what are you doing here? I, I do our famous handshake secret handshake with him. It's pretty simple. All right, that's it. Oh, oh, Regis. Oh, it makes me so scared to see you here, man. Don't you know? Don't you know? Uh, no, no. What, what, what should I know, George? Oh, I thought every fisherman knew that all of the items from Heimwinkle's estate are cursed. What? Cursed? Yeah. Cursed. Well, I mean... 
that's that's not good but also at the same time it's maybe good for resale value with the people who like the hoodoo well <laughs> that's why i'm here because i i heard that uh all the proceeds are gonna go to support the whaling museum which of course i would like to support but i also want to get some cursed objects off the street yeah i mean hey whatever i can do to help just let me know. Oh, okay. I'm going to mingle and try and fit in. But uh, if you see anything that looks cursed, wink. Wink. I'll let you know, Georgie. Uh, okay. Does, how does one know when an item is cursed? Uh, what, what, what should we look for? Oh, who's your friend who just wandered over? <laughs> this is Pearl. Uh, she does that constantly. She's I'm, I'm a bit of a wanderer. <laughs> she My is. name is Pearl. Uh, 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 hey, Pearl, you're, you're a pretty tall drink of water if I uh, might say well, I'm a bit thirsty. Well, George, uh, a bit forward for me, but uh, uh, it's good to meet you again. Uh, I just want to know when an item might be cursed, as you uh, as you say. Oh, if you find a cursed object, you'll know. Oh, you know. Oh, you'll know. You know. You know down in your bones. Yeah, and your helm. And your helm to stern. Your what, Regis? Your helm. Oh, you is... made a boat reference. I get it. Yes. Good, good. Yes. excellent. All right, fine. Uh, thank you. That was very clear and very uh, well understood. Yes. Uh, you'll just know. You just know. On the other side of the room, uh, May has caught the eye of a uh, dazzling young woman who seems not quite at home uh, in this very fancy setting. She seems a little shy. So May goes over to uh, try and uh, and make friends with her. She's uh, a short girl with a cute little black bobbed haircut, really large glasses, uh, and she's sort of uh, in the corner, uh, just seeming nervous uh, and shy. Are you all right, dear? Oh, uh, thank you for asking. Um, yes, I'm Alma. Uh, Alma Heimwinkle. This is all my grandpa's old stuff. Um, he really wants me to continue his mission to get the, uh, museum going, but, uh, I'm just worried that no one's gonna bid because as we all know, everybody thinks that everything that comes from my grandpa is cursed. Oh, Oma, that is a tragic story. It's just, um, see, I like this shy thing you're doing because if I stand next to you, it makes me much more appealing. So if you could continue with that and I promise to help with your curse situation. Oh, okay. Like maybe if it seems like people aren't bidding on anything, you, 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 you could just, um, like maybe like you silently bid on some things. I just, I don't. If I'm silently bidding on something, will anyone know? <laughs> oh, I, I don't really get into politics. If a bid occurs and there's no one around to hear it. You're right, that is politics. I apologize. Okay. Well, just thank you. And like, if you hear anyone talking about how all my grandpa's stuff is cursed or weird, just tell them that the. The museum is going to be um, a real, real gift to the community. Uh, I might not use those words exactly, but I promise to say something to that effect. Okay. And uh, our, our other maven, Enid, is is milling around the room, and she bumps into uh, a young lady who is also there browsing and perusing. Oh, hello. Uh, you seem like a fashionable lady. It's so nice to see someone of a proper caliber here to be part of the festivities. <laughs> okay, um, it's nice to meet you. Um, 
I'm not sure what you mean by caliber. I think we are all members here of the Spire. And then, you know. Yes, no, absolutely. It's just that, you know, some of us are here because uh, we deserve the items that are being auctioned. And you seem like the type who would deserve a nice, silently auctioned item. Why do I feel like you're trying to sell me something right now, honey? No, heavens no. I'm not here to sell. I'm here to buy. Mm, what are you looking to bid on? Well, just some things that should have been in my family for generations. Oh, my. I won't say any more because I don't want you running up the price on me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never. No, of course not. Who would? And over to you walks a charming young man uh, with a plate of uh, goodies. He is Nigel, the caterer. Uh, ladies, can I get you any canapes, any, uh, tete-a-tetes, any nom-noms? Um, thank you, Nigel. I, I, I just got into this dress. I don't think I can eat anything. Very well, very well. He goes uh, to the next me, group. What, 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 uh, how does one know what a nom-nom is? Uh, who, who's your friend? I'm the wanderer. I'm name's Pearl. I just kind of wander into conversations. Oh, very good, very good. Uh, nom-nom, canapé, tete-a-tete. Yes, uh, the question that I asked was, what, what, what does one, uh, how does one describe it? A num-num. Uh, it's a treat. Pearl, just look at the tray he's holding. Oh, well, they all, so they're all num-nums. Okay, good enough. They're all, they are all, and none of them are num-nums. Uh, and so, uh, you guys settle in as the silent auction is about to be, uh, called into attendance. Continue to look shy. All mother caterers coming this way. <laughs> uh, and you guys notice a handsome stranger, uh, sort of in the corner. He is, uh, tall, dark, handsome, dashing, young. He looks amazing. He is fashionable. He has several scarves. Not one, but several scarves. And he is talking to no one. Is he bidding on things? None of you noticed. Uh, but he is there in the mix as well. When all of a sudden we catch up to uh, our, uh, the, our cold open, we have just learned that the item that everybody is waiting for, the dreaded and storied elderling moth, was about to be brought out when, lo and behold, Lee, the assistant, lets us know that she found Pauline dead in the alley out back. Pierre has insisted that the doors be locked and uh, that no one goes in or out until the mystery is solved and or uh, the sheriff gets here in about one half hour's time. Oh, Enid, my friend, you have told me so often that you and your friends are so good at solving mysteries. I wonder, would you lend your talents? It had to have happened right here on the premises. Surely you can find out who did this. Oh, of of course we can. You poor thing. I'm so sorry about your sister. Well, look around. Talk to everyone. Nothing is off limits to the mavens. Excellent. Excellent. We can definitely look around. All right. Now you're on the prowl. You are here to determine who called, killed Pauline in the back alley. As is Pearl's normal uh, modus operandi, I'd like to go and uh, view the body. Determined cause of death. You want to go out to the alley? Well, why not? I'll, that's where the baby, uh, the body is. That I need to. We need to check. Yeah, I'll follow Pearl to make sure she doesn't want around too much. Well, thank you, yes. Regis. <laughs> okay, what are May and Enid gonna do? Um, 
And it's going to be mingling around, looking to see if there's anyone out of place or some anyone else missing. Mm, okay. Uh, May is going to uh, go hit vigorously on Hazim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. Uh, so outside... You notice that uh, uh, there it's uh, the main room where items are on display, where they're uh, being sold when there's not an active auction happening. Uh, there's a little narrow hallway that leads out directly out to the alley, which is uh, in back of the shop. There's like uh, dumpsters back there. And that's where, you know, the, it's the back of all the shops. Uh, and then to the other side, there is a hallway with a long staircase that leads upward to Pierre and Pauline's apartment, which is above the store. So uh, her body is outside. It is laying uh, uh, up against the dumpster, and it looks like she uh, uh, just got surprise attacked and is just lying there uh, looking like she's been startled. It looks as though she's been startled to death, Regis. I mean, that is a tragic way to go. Well, Being startled, but, yes. Uh, and, uh, I'm going to look around for any any signs of a struggle or uh, uh, any footprints or anything that would uh, uh, be out of place. Okay. So you get to do what's called a meddling move, which means you're going to roll your dice. Uh, and what you roll is going to determine uh, the quality of what you find. Both of the dice? Both of the dice. I rolled a four. <laughs> Already starting. <laughs> you see nothing. You can't tell anything at all that's happened. Uh, but luckily, Regis is here. I don't think she died at all. <laughs> what? what? No, I'm pretty She's sure. She's sleeping, Regis. Uh, well, then um, I, I tried to shake her okay. to see that theory. Okay. That she's still alive? That she's still alive. All right. Uh, that's technically a meddling move as well. So go ahead and roll the dice. <laughs> I really hope not. Uh, ten. Ooh, excellent. You find something gets shaken out of her pocket. Oh, wow. Look at here. No, I think she's actually dead. Um, it's good that you came with me, Regis. <laughs> yes. Uh, something was in her pocket. Uh, What's it say? Uh, I, well, it's... Weird handwriting, but it says two, uh, broke, I think, and a curse. No, to break, to break, to break a curse. Um, we have a bunch of images, and it looks. Oh, wait, what are the images? That those might be important, Regis. Uh, we got a, like a tic tac toe thing, a star, a star? two circles, oh. a circle with an X, oh. a weird Z, uh huh, uh, some it, voodoo, I mean... Uh, that looks like an umlaut. Yes. Is it an umlaut? Uh, you know what? I must be an existential penny because I can't make heads or tails of it. Oh, there it is, baby! All right, can, can we cut to uh, Eden, where she is mingling? Who is she uh, uh, heading up to mingle with? Um, She is going to talk to... I think she's gonna go st straight back to Nigel the waiter. Nigel the waiter. All right. Oh, hey, yeah, did you like the canapes? Uh, can I get you more nom noms? Are you seriously still working at a time like this? Well, I mean, the man said we can't leave, so I might as well get some work done. I mean, I get paid by the hour, not by the corpse. Bada bing! Oh! All right, that was a little insensitive, I will admit. 
I will admit that was not my best work. Uh, I'm just feeling a little uncomfortable, a little out of place here. I understand that. It's such a fancy event, and there's a dead body outside. Not everyone is comfortable with that. I don't suppose there's you saw anyone going in and out all night while you were working the room. Well, you know, I tend to get pretty busy as I'm handing out my sweets and treats, but uh, you can go ahead and do a meddling move to see how much your uh, your friend Nigel remembers. Okay, that's a... Seven. Do I add my presents? Then that's an eight. What's up? I'm sorry. Seven. A seven? Okay. Uh, uh, you're, um, as you're talking to Nigel, he's like, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily see anyone coming or going, uh, but just in the off chance you might be in the market further down the road, someone dropped this. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. You didn't get it from me. Well, my word, it's a it's a business card for a new antique dealer. Oh, they you know what they say in the antique business? Newer is better. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually a very good joke, Nigel. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) just a little off my game tonight. But uh, yeah, I I hear these guys are really good and might be giving old Pierre and Pauline a little run for their money. Who gave it to you? you I can't. Oh, I don't know. Can't Don't know. Can't say. Don't know. Can't say. I find things in the catering business. And uh, if I want to stay in the catering business, I got to keep my mouth shut. If you know what I mean. I don't, but okay. You keep your mouth open. I toss the treats in. I keep my mouth shut. I keep the secrets locked inside. You have a wonderful rest of your night, Nigel. Okay, thank you. (laughs) And we cut to May. What is May up to? Why, hello. You fine, bescarved gentleman, you. My name (laughs) is May, and I was just wondering how those would look around all four of my bedposts. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, what'd you say your name was? My name is May. May. Uh, I'm really just here. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm in a right state. Pauline was my lady. So you're single. Heavens <laughs> <laughs> to Betsy, miss. I don't believe what they said. There's something going on here. Oh, what, what makes you say that? Oh, I don't know. It just seems like a bit weird, isn't it? We're here. We're here to bid on this weird mothy, mothy, wing, wing. I ain't even seen it. Have you seen it? Well, now that you mention it, no, 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 I haven't. You know what else I haven't seen? What your neck would look like if you took one more of those buttons down. <laughs> Oi, listen, lady, I, I think I gotta really pay attention. Uh, you're supposed to be one of those gals what's solving uh, all this madness. Oh, right, I guess I should go to work. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a meddling move. <laughs> So am I, are we all supposed to cheer when I say four? Yay! Uh, Hazim just gets away from you as quickly as he can. He has nothing to say to you. He has nothing to show you. He just dips out and runs away. And then there's a loud bang and something very scary happens. He just ran right into that door. <laughs> Did he ran into the door? He kicked over a Diet Coke on his way out. And all his post-it notes fell down. Uh, we cut back to uh, Regis and Pearl. What are they doing? Are they still out in the alley? Uh, yes. Um, 
I mean, this looks like uh, some sort of flower it looks, or it insect. Looks like a, uh, it looks like a butterfly. I think it's a butterfly. Maybe a moth? A moth. Just then, you heard a loud clang, clang, clatter, clatter, bang, bang, and it seemed like it was coming from up the stairs. Oh, it sounds like Macy's is hitting on someone again. Oh, of course. Let's go up those stairs and see what's happening, Regis. Yeah, yeah good idea. Up the stairs, the murder mavens go. So as you get upside up the stairs, uh, you pass by a storage room where they uh, it seems like they probably keep all the items that aren't necessarily on display yet uh, or aren't there to uh, aren't ready to be auctioned yet. You pass by that and you go upstairs and on one side, each door has a fancy nautical themed uh, nameplate. One says Pauline's room. One says Pierre's room. What? Which one? Why don't we split up, Regis? Oh yes, uh, I'll take Pierre's room and you take well, Pauline's. Well, I'll take room. Pauline's room. All yes. right. You're splitting up. Yep. Okay, so we'll go with Regis. Uh, which room did you go into, Regis? Pierre. All right. So uh, you, it's nautical themed, but in the old uh, tradition, everything is very dark wood. Uh, his bed is a traditional captain's bed. It's very sparse. There's actually a hammock in the corner. Uh, you can tell that he really loves living the antique life. Um, so are you going to look around? Yes. And what we, we just is going to do is he, if there's any drawers drawers anywhere he's gonna open those you're gonna open uh, drawers yep okay roll a meddling move uh seven seven okay uh in one of the drawers something rattles and rattles and rattles and upon further investigation you find uh ooh, money yes <laughs> and uh in traditional english fine breakfast tea jar uh, coins and, and the dollar bills. Lots of money. What did you find, Regis? Hey, I think we're rich. We can get ourselves some of this uh, nautical stuff more. I got what? money. What is it? Got some hundred dollar bills, some coins, and this uh, tea jar. Is there anything in the tea jar? Other than money? Uh, no. Did you open the tea jar? <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to double check <laughs> and see if there's, Is there's anything, anything besides, money? besides money. Nope, there's just cash and coins. Just cash and coins. That well, doesn't really give us a lead, Regis, but good job. Well, you know what? I'm keeping it. I'll say it for its evidence. You're going to steal from the bereaved dead brother? <laughs> it's, it's evidence. All right. <laughs> Okay, and so we'll uh, go to the other bedroom where uh, Pearl is is doing what? I'm uh, gonna do. Uh, Pearl's going to be very similar to Regis and just start looking around, nosing as murder maven would. Okay, uh, so this room is also nautical, but in the much more modern pottery barn way. Whereas, like his room was all dark wood, this room is all blonde wood and white and navy blue, and it's just bright. And you can tell that when the light comes in the skylight, it's sunny and beautiful, just like Pauline herself. So, where are you uh, meddling around? Uh, well, I'm gonna look under the bed. Okay, so roll a meddling move to see if you find anything under the bed. Six. You find nothing under the bed. It's clean. You can tell that she vacuums under there daily, maybe has a Roomba that really gets under there. There's not even dust bunnies. I think Pauline was a little OCD, Regis. There's nothing here. Well, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, except uh, I, good for her, I guess. she's. I mean, she's dead now, so that's not... 
I'd, I'd like to point out that so far on this mission, I've been pretty useless. Hey, but you're still a valuable member to the team. Thank you, Regis. You're welcome. Hey, I want to go look at that storage room. Somebody said something about that storage room earlier. Oh. And it reminded me to go look at the storage room. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll come join you. Uh, but we cut to Enid, who is now, what is Enid up to? Enid is going to go find May and take her arm and say, have you found anything yet? Well, I found out that whoever died has excellent taste in man. <laughs> May, I'm going to need you to focus. I'm focused, all right. Well, I tried to be. He ran off. It looks guilty to me. All Although right. he didn't know anything about uh, the auction, so I suspect he didn't share her interests. Oh, oh, and you do? Is that what you're getting at? It's nautical. Okay. Um, look. I yacht. I'm looking for a compass I was supposed to pit on, and I have to leave in the morning. Me. What? Focus. I'm focused. We need to find out who killed this young girl and who took this moth thing, and then maybe Pierre will give us a little discount next time we need to buy from his antique store. Mm, that would be lovely. Like, all right, so why don't you go over to that side of the room, and I will talk to the people on the other. Right, now I'm fully aware of what you're talking about, but in case there's a bug listening in, which room are we talking about? The room we're standing in. We're pretending I've had a lot to drink, which is what? <laughs> all right, we're... You know how we came for an auction? Right. And it's time for a commercial break! This is a commercial for Pauline and Pierre's uh, antique auction house, and it is in the style of an 80s, uh, an 80s commercial. They have, it's not the two of them, they have a mascot who does their selling, Robert and Trisha. You are that mascot. Present us the commercial for Pierre and Pauline's Oberten Antiques. Well, hi there, old folks. It's me and my double-headed friend, the two-headed octopus. We're here to tell you the future, which is really about the past. Because if there's one thing we can't get enough of, it's antiques that you're going to buy later today. That's right, and we see a lot of money in your future because these antiques only go up in value. Just like the coffee that we serve at our antique shop. Homegrown blonde coffee and antiques here at the Overton Antique Shop. And of course it ends with the jingle that everyone who lives in this local area knows. Come to Antiques. <laughs> Perfection. We're back into the show. We are back into the show. Uh, who is Enid going to uh, go try and talk to? All right. I'm going to go talk to the assistant, Lee. Okay. Excellent. Lee uh, appears. Oh, hi. Um, how can I help you? Yes, I mean, how are you? You found a dead body. Are you all right? Ooh, no, that was a rough one. I've uh, really enjoyed my time working for the Aubertons. Um, it, it's, you know, the thing is, Pauline just didn't necessarily have an eye for it the way Pierre does. Pierre really knows an antique when he sees it. 
I mean, I was a little worried about what was happening when it was both he and Pauline at the helm. Are you saying that without her, he'll do better? I mean, who's to say? The only thing I know for sure is that she was really into, you know, just the flashy stuff that uh, doesn't necessarily get you in the antique pages, if you know what I mean. Sounds like they were on a different page from each other. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a meddling move to see what else she tells you. Oh, come on. I got a five. She tells you nothing. She clams right up. I can't read you. You're she clams so right up. Man. Yeah, sorry. I I just, I wish I could tell you more. All I know is that I'm sure that the business will stay on a more straightforward path now that Pauline's not here dipping and dodging and flying all over the place. Well, okay, that's a very interesting point of view to have right after a woman is murdered. And uh, Alma, Alma comes over to the two of you and she's like, Oh, hi. Uh, I'm just worried. What's going to happen to all of the stuff now? Um, does it still get auctioned? Do we still get money for the museum? I'm, I'm asking you, Enid. Oh, um, I'm sure everything will work out fine. I'm sure everything is insured, right? Um, and once we find that moth thingy, everything will be perfectly fine. Alma, a word. Uh, 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 yes, yeah, uh, how, how can I help you? Did you... Listen, we had a deal. You were supposed to stand next to me and be shy, making me look nicer, and now I'm alone with my friends solving a murder for a thing you told me wasn't really cursed. It's looking very cursed here, Alma. I know, it really is, isn't it? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to replace myself... With this little hula girl, you stand next to that. If it starts picking up people, you let me know and we'll swap back in. <laughs> okay. You get a nice bonus roll for using your hula girl. Um, and go ahead and do a meddling move while you're uh, uh, talking up with Alma. I got a 10. A 10? Uh, so she's like, oh, hey, also, um, I don't know if you know anything about antiques. Oh, well, or if you can look at that, because I was a little confused because I had heard that the Elder Wing Moth was going to be listed for $25,000. And so when I found this underneath the stack of papers, uh, when I was getting my auction paddle, I was a little confused. Yes, it seems that uh, the list price for the Elder Moth is only $5,000. Uh-oh, what do you think that means? Well... I think it means that either someone was hoping that if they started really low, the bid would get higher faster, or there's insurance fraud afoot. <sighs> well, I just, I am, that really makes me feel a little scared because I need that money from my grandpa's estate to start the museum. Well, okay, I'll go with this hula girl, like you said. Thank you. Eat it. Yes? Look at this. We could have gotten what looks to be a bunch of fish dangling on a line for $1,500 or a dinghy for $2,000, as opposed to the moth, which would have only been $5,000. I was told this was a high-end auction. I, oh, $5,000? Why was he so excited to show it off? Hmm. Uh, maybe he forgot to multiply it by five? <laughs> <laughs> 
He's a very detail-oriented man. I'm sure he didn't make that kind of a mistake. Maybe Pauline did it by accident. Hmm, maybe. All right, and we cut to uh, Regis and Pearl. What are Regis and Pearl doing? Uh, we're in the storage room. It looks dark in here. I'm going to light my Zippo. Oh, <laughs> excellent. So you guys came into the storage room. Uh, oh, I'm not giving that to you. I'm putting it over here. You have an extra bonus roll now. Yes. Uh, so it, it seems like it's just, it's full of very dusty things. There are racks of clothes. There are mannequins wearing clothes. There's uh, stacks and stacks and piles and piles of old uh, objects and sort of weird stuff. I'm looking around for anything that looks like the dust has been moved. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll a meddling move. Seven. Okay, you uh, you notice something Ooh. peeking out of the corner from underneath a box. Well, it looks like Pearl just did something good. Hey, good job, Pearl. I found an old post. Mysterious deaths at sea leave twins orphaned. Oh, maybe the same twins that run the antique. Uh, uh, and then there's a bunch of stuff in Latin. Well, that's a very confusing newspaper. And so as you're peeking at that, Lily James uh, stumbles into the room. Oh, 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 heavens, I, I'm so sorry. I I didn't know anyone was going to be in here. Hey, 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 we're investigating here. What what brings you to this uh, storage room? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I was just looking for the... Um, the ladies' room. I was looking for the ladies' room, and I, I, I ended up in here. How so, so silly of me. <laughs> Listen here. No one believes that you were looking for the ladies' room up the stairs. Yeah, well, the restrooms are told. This is down. We're downstairs right now. <laughs> well, still, the restrooms were told to us when we came in, so. What are you really doing here? What do you mean? Roll your dice for a meddling move and see if we find out what you mean. A seven. Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I have a bonus? I can use my bonus roll, right? Yes, you can. Also, uh, five. My bonus roll went down. <laughs> well, there goes that. <laughs> no. Well, it's just you see that some of these items are of a curious provenance, specifically the elder wing moth. Everyone thinks that it belongs to the Heimwinkel estate, but I've always believed that if we truly traced its lineage, we'd find that it belongs to the Jacobs estate, and then. The, the reason why everyone says it's cursed, I believe, is because, well, it's with the wrong person. If the, if the moth was with the family that it was destined to be part of, there wouldn't be any curious crashes or disasters. You know, they say that the moth is a harbinger of doom to come. I, I, I mean, I guess, but like, I just, I don't think items have feelings. So... Well, I was just telling you what I think. I wasn't asking what you think. Well, okay then, Miss Jacobs. Wow. Well, I can tell that I'm not going to find anything in here with you two old biddies poking around. Well, I'm definitely not going to find a bathroom. And please, if you would, don't do it in here. Well, fine. Oh, and she stomps out. Stomp, 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 stomp. Her tiny little heels clack, 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 clacking she, her way. Did she say her name was Jacobs? Uh, well, last name. Lily is her first name. Lily Jacobs? Lily Jacobs. And then she said that the item was supposed to be with the Jacobs family? I believe, yes. Huh. How curious. Yes. Maybe we should make our way back to the other mavens. That sounds like a good idea, yeah. 
All right. So, uh, what what is our Enid and May doing? Oh, I'm showing May the the business card that I got. Okay. And uh, are you guys over in a corner of the room? Are you out in the middle of the room? Are you off to the side? I'd like to think that we're standing relatively close to where Nigel comes in and out with the hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. Although at this point, it feels more for the hors d'oeuvres than for Nigel. Okay. So every time Nigel comes in and out of the of the uh, little hallway where he's got his little thing stashed up, which is on the way out to the alley, it's the, really the only space there was, uh, you're snatching off the tete-a-tetes and the canapes and yeah, the nom-noms. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, shrimp. Okay. I'll go ahead and roll uh, a meddling move for me. Uh, oh, Nigel, well, is that a knife to my throat? Oh, I see. You were just asking if I wanted spread. <laughs> Are you going to use it right away? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What'd you roll the first time? I didn't roll it yet, but I want the I want the extra. Or do I have to call it after I roll? You have to call it after. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how I do on the first one. Okay. Then. I'll uncrumple this. No, I'm going to keep this. I got twelve. <laughs> you got a twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, so as uh, Nigel's walking past, something falls out of his pocket. <laughs> All right. It appears to be a bag of some sort. Ooh, it has a syringe inside. Wait, what? 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 My goodness. I, I, I mean, it could be for medicinal purposes. It could be for baking purposes. Don't open it. Are you crazy? Well, I want to see if it's any good. <laughs> So what are you doing to it? Give it a give it a little uh, give it a little smell, a little taste, a little. Uh, oh, what is this? Hmm. I've done a lot of party drugs. <laughs> <laughs> is this a metal move? <laughs> I guess so. Are you trying to figure out what it is? Uh, yeah. But unless that's not in the script. <laughs> oh no! Go ahead. I just I wasn't sure. All right. Uh, I got a eight. An eight? Um, it, it doesn't seem like it's party drugs. All right, it's not a party drug that I've done, which means it could be bath salts or something completely different. <laughs> All right, we cut back to uh, Pierre and Pearl. What are they doing? Uh, they're, they're making their way back to the party, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going back to the other mavens. Okay, Has anyone ahead. spoken to... Uh... Well, describe him. I, I wrote it down. Nope, I believe that's from a different mission. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, all right. Never mind. I'll just go away. Oh, hey, Georgie! Hey! Hey, Georgie, what do you, what do you, what do you think about all this here? I look, well, George, look, I, I found this uh, thing to like to break a curse, and I think. It's oh, oh boy! Yeah, that's definitely it. That's definitely the way to break the curse of the Elderwing Moth. Oh wow! Uh, well, do you can you make heads or tails of this uh, curse breaking? I don't know. Roll your meddling move. All right. May, does it look like to you that Regis is sharing evidence with someone that's not one of us? Yeah, okay. yeah, certainly. Uh, ten. Ten. Oh, uh, well, yeah, actually, um, uh, may I share this with you? Just a piece of literature that we are passing around. Uh, though you may find the answers that you seek. And he winks at you. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I huddle with the rest of the mavens. I'm like, uh, Heimlinglow State presents... Spindle Spire, uh, Whaling and Nautical Museum. Uh, so it's a brochure for this. Um, 
Learn the truth behind the mysteries of the seas surrounding Spindlespire Cove. I'm just saying that maybe if all these items get bought up, if we find that uh, Elderwing moth and get the 25 Gs for it that we're supposed to get, maybe we'll be able to open that museum and finally we'll solve the mysteries and break all the curses. I don't know about you, Mavens, but I'm beginning to suspect everyone. Well, oh, not Georgie. Georgie's just doing his job. Hey, Georgie's just doing his job! Just doing his job! Just doing his job! Oh, that wink was really suspicious. Also, uh, this this seems like a good reason to kill someone. But Georgie ain't a killer except... Georgie ain't a killer? Also, I'm standing right here. Yeah, you can hear everything we say. Georgie's <laughs> just here to make sure that the right items get into the wrong... Don't get... Uh, the wrong items don't the, get in the, the right... right items in, to the wrong hands. We don't want that. We don't want that. Let's focus on what's important here. How single is George? <laughs> oh, what? George is a lifelong bachelor. He is. He really is. My bride is to see. Hmm. I live there. Let me, may I ask a question that oh, yes. is on topic? Yes, please, Enid. Okay, um, George. Yes? Um, am I to, so is it, am I to believe that you hoped to, uh, gain these items in the auction? Well, I'm just a, I'm just a simple fisherman. My hope was that someone would bid on them who would, then we'd get the, uh, money for the, look, I'm not a business guy. I'm a fishing man, and I just wanted to make sure that the money goes to the museum. All right, and what's going to be in the museum if not these items? That's a real good question. I suppose, now that you say that, I realize that if the items are auctioned, then we'll have to hope that the people who bid on them donate them back to the museum so that we get their money and keep the items. Once again, uh, tonight is a series of multiple unnecessary steps. Look, George doesn't think ahead that much. He just does, right? Yeah! We just do a thing. George is a man of action! George is a man of action. Man of action! Hey, hey, we're both men of action, yeah, right, Regis? Yeah, yeah. yeah, high five! Yeah! There are so many types of fundraisers one can do. That's not, not the, the, anyways. Listen, Mavens, have, have any of you suspected someone? Because the only person that I'm suspecting so far is Lily Jacobs. Mm. She, she ended up in a room she shouldn't have been in. And also, I believe she said something about having that moth in her family was an important thing. Yes, she's very entitled and quite snobbish, if mm. I do say so. Well, guilty on all accounts then, shall we? Let's finish this up. Whoa, 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 okay. We can all right, are that. you guys ready to, to theorize? I don't believe we are. I was mostly making a joke. Oh, okay. Well, then you've got about seven minutes before you have to theorize. Let's actually talk to Pierre. Let's go confront Pierre. Oh, yeah, there you go. What do we have to confront him? I don't with? know. Just ask him questions. Maybe Did you find anything that we I would might like to see him? this. I would like to know more about this mysterious death at Sealy's Twins Orphans. What happened? What happened? What is the date on that newspaper? Uh, oh, uh, 1982. Wednesday, November 24th, 1982. Oh. What year is it? <laughs> man, you taking there, man. I'm sorry, whatever was in that syringe is making me loopy. <laughs> Did you lick it? <laughs> well, I had to figure out if it was drugs. <laughs> okay, we cut to a commercial. This is a commercial for party drugs, but the kind that aren't actually going to get you in trouble, and it's Regis and Pearl doing this commercial in character. Safe, 
Sane party drug. Have you ever wanted to pretend you were partying and also doing drugs, but also not want to do drugs or party, Regis? Well, uh, I sure have. And so therefore, uh, we have a new uh, product out for you, the not-so-safe, safe drugs. Yes, it's just basically Smarties candies. Yes. Smarties candies, the drug that's not a drug. Yes, and it's all crushed up to look like drugs, even though it's, it's not, not drugs. It's not drugs. Remember, kids, s- stay in school, don't do drugs, and, and get sleep. And Eat Smarties candies. Yes. Smarties candies. Excellent. Good job. So you guys are going to talk to Pierre? Yes. Okay. Pierre is just, he's sitting in a corner on a stool. He's just over in a pile of things and he just seems to be beside himself. Oh, hello, Mavens. You've all come to see me. What have you found? Have you found my dear Pauline's killer? Please tell me you have found the killer. Hey, did your parents die at sea? <laughs> what? Regis! Regis! For God's sakes! Sacre bleu! You got... Regis! Uh, uh, go over there! Regis! Regis, be more appropriate. I'm Pierre, how single are you? Oh my goodness! What in it? These are your friends. These are the mavens I've heard so much about. Look, Veranda couldn't make it tonight, and I really <laughs> wish she had. Oh my goodness! Well, if you must know, we our parents died on the very challenging voyage, coming to live here in America from where we are from, which of course is obvious. Paris. Paris, Texas? So you're from Paris, Texas, I assume. Uh, they sent us ahead of them to get settled, and then in their journey over, there was a terrible freak accident. And though it cannot be true, it is said that the fabled two-headed octopus dragged them down to the depths of the sea, and they say that the elder wing moth was involved. So I see the bad planning runs in the family. Well, the Elder Wing is a Halbian gel of doom. They say, if you consult the Elder Wing before you make your voyage, she will tell you, oui or no. And even though she said, no, don't go. Mom and Dad said, oh, you are stupid moth. What do you know? At least that's what we think. Uh Is that why you've, valued it so lowly for this auction? What do you mean? 25,000 pounds, dollars, whatever you Americans use. Oh, Pierre, there seems to be a small issue with the printing. Uh, You see, this moth is listed at (gasps) $5,000. $5,000? This is a shock. No, there's no way. Why does that mean what? What would that mean? Well, insurance fraud, although I'm not sure why anyone would undervalue unless they were doing it for tax reasons. Or perhaps someone thought if they got it at a cheaper um, dollar amount, it would be easier easier. to bid on. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. They they don't want the money to go to that poor young Alma girl. Well, uh, Pauline, she is the one who always sits in prices. And I I told her I thought we should ask for top dollar. We get only 10%, you see. Hmm. Has this ever happened before where you disagree about how something should be? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should tell you. Oh, honey, you could tell us. Okay, go ahead and roll a meddling move. I'm going to um, 
Uh, I, I'm going to just like situate myself a little bit, uh, straighten my collar on my dress that has. Oh, a you look so good! <laughs> and um, it's like a little bit backless, totally inappropriate for my age, but I look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just saying that. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Um. Would you say that I used that outfit? You did. You did. Uh-huh. Okay. Good. <laughs> 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 what did you roll? I rolled a seven twice. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's you still get a clue. Uh, and Pia says, I wasn't going to say anything, but I found this. It fell out of my dear Pauline's pocket. Please describe to everyone in the room what it is. It's a napkin that says I can help you, and then it. Well, it looks like it would be a phone number, but it's not It right. is a phone number. Oh, I am so sad. I called this number, and it was the number of a rival antique shop. What? Why? Why would Pauline call a rival antique shop? Oh, do you know who runs that rival antique shop? No, nobody knows. Well, why don't we just call the number right now and ask for who it is? Uh, well, all right. I don't. I couldn't fit my phone on this outfit. Do you have yours? I believe I do. Don't we carry our phones? How do you look at your ticky talkies if you don't have your phone on you? How did someone call the police? <laughs> well, we didn't. I don't. Go ahead, call it. Are you calling it? Yes. Well, roll your dice. Oh. Going to roll a terrible roll, and then it's going to go right to voicemail. I rolled a three, so... It goes right to voicemail. It says, rival antique shop, rivals, and we sell antiques. What a weird name for an antique shop. It is. It's very specific. Also, their jingle is much better than these jingles. <laughs> but somewhere in the room, you someone's phone was vibrating. You can't, but you can't tell who. You don't know. But it was somewhere in this room that that phone was vibrating. And Maven's... It's time to theorize! 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 Here's how it works. You each get to, in character or out of character, go over all of the evidence that you found, all the people that you talked to, all the things that you think, and come up with a theory of the case. Now, when you come up with a theory that you all like, You have to try and use as many of the pieces of evidence that you have uncovered as possible. They include the business card of a rival antique dealer, a wad of cash stashed in a tea tin, a newspaper article detailing the death of the twins' parents, an appraisal form stating the true value of an item, a hypodermic needle, a napkin with the message, I can help you, followed by a telephone number for the rival antique shop. A crumpled piece of paper with a hastily scribbled occult symbols and a brochure for the Whaling Museum. Those are your one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight items. Now, whatever your roll is, when you finally do get to roll, you can add as many items as you explain in your theory. You have 10 minutes to theorize before the cops show up. All right, uh, I have theory number one. I believe that uh, Pierre and uh, Lee? Lee? The assistant? Lee, the assistant? Is that right? Lee Landsberg, the assistant? Yes. We're working in cahoots to sell the elder wing. Moth. Moth. 
to the rival's shop, which is why we have the card and the money. And Pauline found out. Wait, there was money? Yeah, money, here. You guys have Whose to tell us that? what you found. Whose room was that in? <laughs> oh, that was in uh, Pierre's. Okay, thank you. Pierre found out, and Lee, no, Pauline found out, and, yes. and, and so Lee syringed her by shocking her to death. That's my theory. Wait, so your theory is that My theory only includes Pierre. You, you wouldn't say the syringe is a murder weapon? Yes. My my theory does only include the money, uh, the card to the other dealership because they sold the, because we don't have the elders thing. Uh, did you determine how she died? Yes. Shock. <laughs> That's not, that is not canon. That is an opinion. She died from the, the that. That's that what I'm thinking. Wait, whose pocket did that fall out of though? The waiter. Oh no. The cater waiter, so. The cater's involved too. Wait, who, which, who's I mean, partners with Pauline? This could, this is a napkin that had I can help you with a number on it, that could have also come from the waiter, right? Yeah. Pauline was, Someone was Pauline's lover. Who was it? Hazim with the scarves. Hazim was the scarf and the lover. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, my theory's three beat it. <laughs> <laughs> my theory includes three items. Beat that. Mm-hmm. Very well, my theory. The moth really was cursed. Hence this. Correct. And this. Pauline found herself in possession of a cursed item, one that in fact had already killed her parents, and so wanted to get it off of her off of her hands as quickly as possible. So she lowballed the price of the moth. Free. This got the other rival antique dealer thinking, well, we can't have them selling this for less. We can sell this for way more. That is clearly worth a lot more than they're listing it for. And so they hired the caterer, who clearly needs money since he's working during a murder scene, (laughs) (laughs) to poison Pauline and steal the moth and bring it to them. That's four. What am I missing? I just want to include a few more things. The money and the brochure. Ah, well, obviously, Nigel couldn't walk around with the money. He had to find, hide it somewhere where no one would look for it. Like the tea he was serving after post drinks. So we hid it inside. The tea jar. Pierre's tea jar <laughs> in order to make him look guilty. Ooh, Ooh. I like that one. That's five. How many more are there? I might get one more in just There's the kicks. Uh, we got the brochure. We got the, the, the curse. Did you use the, the needle? Yeah, that's the murder weapon. That's the murder weapon, yes. Uh, Well, I'll just call it five and there we are. Well, how does the curse play into this? I have an idea. She was cursed. Oh wait, no, you used this one too because she wanted to get rid of it because it killed her parents. That was one and two. Uh, I have an idea as well. Um, Tell me what you think. Um, I believe that the moth was not cursed, but someone made Pauline believe it was. They left the newspaper for her to find. They left the cursed 
nonsense for her to find. Uh, they made her life difficult, um, and then they reached out to her saying, I can help you. Come to us here at this antique dealers. We can help you there. And then I'm assuming, of course, that uh, I believe that the the antique is being run by one Lily Jacobs. Ooh. And that perhaps she has a lover in Nigel. I don't know. Working together, um, they get her alone. They get the moth um, by injecting her with something that scared her or something. Um, <laughs> and uh, how does the museum work into this? I believe that I, I can I, I can add on to yours, tag on, is that Lily was going to buy that thing for $5,000. Instead of the twenty-five. Instead of the, and then sell it for twenty-five to the rival dealer. Ooh, I okay. believe that includes all of the clues. Yeah, you didn't include the brochure. the brochure. Wait, the brochure. What is this? This brochure. The museum or the money, right? Or the tea, the tea jar. Yeah. And then they could use the money to buy to to buy the museum to get more nautical souvenirs. Well, let's just quickly count this money. Wait. Okay. Question. What if instead of it being Lily Jacobs that was scaring her? It was her own brother. Ooh. You have three minutes to theorize. Okay, so, whoa, okay. So, what if, what if the brother blamed Pauline for his parents' death because Pauline found the Elder Wing moth somewhere, uh, and so uh, he, he, like you, he can, uh, he, well, no, that, never mind. I'm just, I'm just, I lost my train of thought. I can't make heads or tails of this. I'm an essential penny. Well, she was detrimental to the business, right? Right. Um, and maybe he was trying to get rid of her. Um, and because she's a part owner, he can just, like, fire her. Right? I don't know that I like this. I don't like twins murdering each other. <laughs> Which is why I made sure the caterer did it. <laughs> okay. So you guys have to choose uh, who is going to present your theory when Sheriff Dalrymple arrives and what theory you're going to go with. We have, I believe, three theories. Dorian, give your theory in one sentence. Oh, who did it? Uh, I, I believe that uh, Nigel and Leah were in cahoots uh, to get rid of Pauline because she's a terrible at her job. And Nigel or Pierre? You said Pierre first time. Pierre. Yeah, you said Pierre. Yes. But I believe that Robert's theory ties the most things together. Mm -hmm. My theory is uh, that, oh man, I am unraveling, uh, <laughs> that Pauline actually was cursed and wanted to get rid of the moth, so she undercharged it, and that made the other uh, antique rival think that they could buy it and then sell it for the difference, which, uh, then they paid the, uh, but then they realized why well, pay for it when we can pay even less to a guy who <laughs> serves drinks and he, uh, made sure the curse took place. And Trisha, what's yours in one sentence? In who one did sentence? it? Okay. Um, my belief is that um, Pauline was made to believe, based off of things being uh, put in her life, that the moth was in fact cursed. And in her um, desire to get rid of this curse, she trusted the wrong people and was taken advantage of. Okay. All right. So now you, the audience, get to vote for which theory they're going to go with. <laughs> 
Is it Dorian's theory of business rivalry? Is it uh, <laughs> Robert's theory of it is curse. a curse? So, Sheriff Dalrymple arrives, uh, he opens the door, here you can choose who you're going to jacuse from out of there. May, uh, Sheriff Dalrymple is not attractive or single, so just yes. Alright, now. he's not smart at all. I've been called here to settle a crime, I see I have a contingent of murder mavens here on the premises, so why don't we cut to the chase and you just tell me how it was done, and who did it, and with what? Uh, well, Sheriff, uh, we believe the caterer did it. <gasps> the caterer? Ta-da! Yes. Nigel? Nigel Potter. See, it wasn't Nigel's fault. He just needed money. Please let him finish out his shift so he can make enough for bail. <laughs> Nigel was merely the working of a curse that had fallen upon Pauline when she had the cursed moth that she was trying to get rid of. She even had the anti-curse on her person. But due to necessarily money and having a blue-collar job, Nigel was forced to take a payout from the raw antique dealers. I said raw, it's rival antiques. Uh, I thought I was just really wanting sushi. I love yachting. And so he took the money. He syringed. Pauline with something that makes you feel wonderful if you only get like half a drop of it. And then uh, Pauline fell out of her window into the alley. All right, so that's four items you've explained. Oh, well, there's also five if you include the fact that Pauline thought she was cursed because she had a family history with Yeah, the she curse. found that. Oh, okay, so yeah. you used five items. Very good, then what you get to do, uh, Robert, is uh, you get to roll. Now, you do have your bonus roll, so you get to roll actually twice. Yes. Uh, and the highest of those two rolls plus five will determine whether or not you've solved the mystery. Well, we got a four for the first one, so okay, it's that would not be good, good, ladies and gentlemen. That's an okay roll. Uh, and a five, so we are at a we are at a ten. You're at a ten. Okay, give me all the people again. All right. And as you accuse him, Nigel stumbles into the middle of the room, and he says, "Oh, you almost had it. You almost had me. But here's what you didn't guess. I am the rival antique stealer." And not only was I going to steal all of the stuff and keep Pauline thinking forever that she was cursed, I was going to take all those objects and resell them at twice the price. You got me, you meddling murder mavens. And just at that moment, he starts to lunge at Enid. He dashes at her. What will Enid do? Enid is going to whip out a card stock and... He's knocked out cold because that is 14 point cardstock, baby! Sheriff Dalrymple says, 
Well, Mavens, I wouldn't put it past you. You've solved another wonderful crime, and the only thing we have left to do is find that horrible Elder Wing Moth before it causes any more cursed drama. You should check his pocket. Does anybody else think it's a little strange that he keeps referring to crimes as wonderful? Yes. Well, crimes are my business, Mavens, and uh, business is a booming. All right. Now I'll get this guy out of here. You calm down all the rest of the patrons and make sure that they're all in good spirits. Until next time, Mavens, freeze frame! I'll calm Kazim. Okay. Uh, let's hear it for our murder, Mavens! Uh, once more, give us your name and tell us who you were playing. My name is Dorian and I was playing Pearl Drummond. Uh, David, and I was playing Regis Eversby. My name is Robert, I was playing May Seas. <laughs> and I'm Trisha, and I was playing Enid Wilder. And I'm Chrissy, and I have been your all-knower and doer of things, or wait, that's not right, the all-knower and maker-upper. <laughs> uh, the Akku for this game, so uh, thank you so much for listening. Please listen to all of the cool time dice hour offerings we have for you, and please come down and see us live at the Neighborhood Comedy Theater. Um, until then, we'll bring the dice, you bring the imagination! <laughs> <laughs>